Quero o Benfica intimidar o adversário. Quero o um manto sagrado entrar com vocês em qualquer estado. E assustá-los, pá! É isso que eu quero! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Befica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumasas. Thank you for joining us on this new season for Benfica after winning the 38 championship with me, as always, Cristiano Oliveira. Cristiano Oliveira, como é que é, amigo? Como é que tens estado? I'm trying to catch up to this new setup you got on, on, on YouTubers over here. <laughs> And and I'm hearing the the intro and I'm hearing you talk. I'm lost, but I, I it took me a while to to realize how this goes. It's Rusty, been a while. Man. It's been a while. How are you, Alfredo? Um, Welcome to a uh, summer of what 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 are you? Twenty twenty four. Summer of twenty twenty five. I don't even know, bro. <laughs> shit, we've been doing this shit for so long, bro. Guys, <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, here we are. Dave's not with us. Uh, Dave is off. Um, and then Navida Boa. Navida Boa. Yeah, if you guys... uh, somebody, somebody on the podcast got to enjoy. <laughs> if uh, if you guys don't know, uh, obviously, uh, Dave um, got married not too long ago. Uh, he's off on his honeymoon. And uh, I apologize to Dave ahead of time if I wasn't supposed to divulge that. But certainly, uh, you know, uh, we're all happy for Dave. And, there goes the six, the six YouTubers him. watching. They're waiting to look, Dave, all the females bounced. <laughs> Not touched, dude. Yeah, but here we are. Cristiano and I, uh, we're back for another season after uh, uh, turn your mic a tad bit up or down, Saucy? I down up, a says, little turn bit. Turn your mic up. Turn up. it up. Turn it up, he says. Turn your mic up. All right, turn it, by, turn it up a little bit. Uh, I think it's... Um, I just realized you got the colors. Be yeah, epa, we, we got a, we got a, you got the stripes. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, yeah. Let us know how the sound is now. I turned it up a little bit. Uh, I don't want to blow it out, but it, I turned it up a little bit. It's, just, it's a new setup. We're still trying to get used to this, or I am trying to get used to it. Uh, but as, here we as are. As you can see, as you can see, by my, I'm dedicating this podcast to you, Alfredo. See, yeah, see, yeah it's like you're up. pointing to me. Yes, it's it's all you, brother. Awesome, awesome. So here we are. 490 is the episode that we're up to. Uh, it's been a while since we've been here, right? We needed this uh, well-deserved vacation, a little break uh, from uh, Benfica land and, and all the, the bullshit that surrounds Portuguese football. But here we are, strong. We're excited about the season. Uh, I don't know. Are you excited about the season, Cristiano? Yeah, I'm just laughing at us. These guys said those blue curtains got to go. Yeah, but, uh, I'm actually in a yeah, spare listen, bedroom. I've, uh, <laughs> I, I got to be honest with you. I, I, I got so accustomed <laughs> to the good life that that I completely forgot we had a podcast today. So I, I must apologize to everyone. We're late today, uh, because as usual, um, nine out of ten times because of me, or maybe ten out of ten, but <laughs> ten, ten and a half out of ten. But most of the time it's because of me. So I completely forgot. So I apologize. Alfredo had to wake me up and said, what are you doing? We're ready to roll. So, um, but nonetheless, yeah, Alfredo, I'm, I'm, listen, man, it's, it's Benfica season. It's Benfica time, bro. How could you not be excited? Every single year, no matter what the outlook of the club is, no matter, you know, what the expectation is, we turn up and we do this. We come out here to talk to each other. Sometimes when it's you know good times it's, it's enjoyable and it's bad times it's that whole therapy thing but 
Nonetheless, man, it's it's another yeah. season. Benfica looks ramped up. Looks like we finally have some big time difference makers. I know there's still a couple of changes that need to be made, but I'm pretty sure we'll talk about that here on this podcast. Yeah, no, like I got to be honest, I was a little bit uh, worn out towards the end of the season. I debated on what, whether or not we we're going to continue with the podcast. But man, once those players start uh, <laughs> start showing up for preseason, and you start thinking that uh, the full season is just a few weeks ahead, man, that excitement grows in your belly. Uh, you should, Christina, you should have heard the, 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 the sound of disgust from my wife when I said I had a podcast. You have a podcast? Uh, it's been a while since I, we haven't had a podcast and she enjoys it when I don't have a podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I told you before, I kind of got used to it too, but you know what? I'm happy as hell that we're back Tuesday nights speaking about Glutioso and, uh, you know, just to, to, to hit on a couple of things that you said. You mentioned we talked about it in the podcast. It's like, wait a minute, Di Maria showing up, bro. We figured out why I can't go out now. I mean, now's a good time. So we figured we'd come back for another year. Yeah, at least. No, absolutely so, right. So no pressure, no pressure on 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 Benfica, on the directors. If you want us to continue, bring in good players. All right, no pressure, guys. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, we got a lot to talk about, right? Uh, and uh, look, we're not going to get into the games in detail. Uh, but we will talk about the ins and outs uh, of this uh, of, uh, off season and, and also during the preseason. Uh, we'll uh, offer our opinion on, on some of the friendlies that we have uh, watched. And uh, we'll talk about some storylines of this preseason. So that's what we got on tap for you. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, all the Freddies. Uh, for, for Hit the like in. button. Hit the Smash like. it. Smash that shit. Wait, I got to do it too because I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, you're watching. Yeah, so um, let's get right into it. Uh, Bifico, I got nine laptops. Watching nine it laptops. To get the numbers up. Tell your mom to uh, hit that like button also. That helps. Uh, yeah. um, so Bifico reported to uh, pre to preseason camp what July either July third or fourth, right? Because third or I, I, fifth, I, fourth, third. I remember I that. So uh, let's talk about the ins and outs uh, uh, in Koksu. Uh, from uh, from what do what we Fire Nord, Fire Nord, Fire Nord, uh, a guy that uh resembles Enzo a little bit. I gotta be honest, but uh, there's still some some things lacking. Obviously, he's not Enzo, but there's still some t- some things still lacking. Now, what's lacking, Alfred? I mean, are you re- out of all the reforces? That's the one you choose to nitpick? No, no, no. I'm 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 talking about one by one. But I, I you know, I'll, I'll, yeah. But I'll... when you said he he he's Enzo like, but there's still some things yeah, lacking. What's lacking? He's not as good defending as Enzo. But he's... that's not. He's not a six. He's he's a he's a box to box. He's, yeah, he's more a of a creator. He's he... more of a. Con- I I think the dude is absolutely. If again. We have to, to calm things down because it's only been preseason. But yeah. from everything I've seen, you can't, you can't, it's you can't it's judge. it's nothing but impressive. The yes, dude's got absolutely. simple absolutely. touch. You remember when we used to come on here and talk about Owenzo's oh, touches were always into space, into constructive areas. It was into you know ways that players could get involved going forward, as opposed to the nonsense and backwards passes that would just you know when when, when no like Catino when you have nothing yeah. else to do, you have no other options, you just pass it back. No, there's always a purpose behind every single one of his passes. And you can tell when a guy plays one touch, two touch, one touch, one touch, two touch, you can tell the dude's brain is a machine. So, I mean, there's, in my opinion, the dude's going to be special. I don't, I don't see anything to nitpick on him right now, even though 
as you mentioned, he's not as good defense. I, I never expected him to be. He's not a six. He's not a defensive center midfielder. He's more of a box-to-box, an organizer, a guy that can score goals, a guy that can really get involved in the offense. And I just love the way he spreads the game, Alfredo. So yeah. um, he's one of the most exciting. I mean, he's probably the player I'm most excited to watch all year long. Yeah, look, I, I think that's way too early to be judging players. But, the, you know, there's 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 some some things here and there. And then maybe, like you said, I'm nitpicking or being uh, – too expectant of of uh, of this guy, but certainly he has impressed me so far. Uh, but we'll get into it. Also in Angel Di Maria, uh, and who saw this one coming? Uh, there was some talks last year that it, there was a possibility he could have joined Benfica, but uh, apparently this was the year. Um, convi- <laughs> convinced by Ru Costa uh, on his last uh, was his last year of contract or his contract that expired with uh, Juventus uh, and he joined Benfica it's not too often that you see Bef- uh, players returning to the club especially uh foreign players that it still have in my opinion a lot to give to the game he comes off uh winning a, a world cup title uh where we he played significant and was a significant part of the world cup winning team for Argentina, so certainly uh, the people that say, "Oh, he, yeah, he's too old," uh, you know, he's coming to retire to Benfica. No, 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 no. That's that's not the case at all. I think that he will be a big contribution to this team. I don't expect him to play all forty something games or however many games Benfica is going to play. But we have options. We have options. Cristiano, I know you were excited about him joining. Yeah, I mean, I just can't see why anyone would criticize this signing. I understand he's up there in age, but he's a player that's still at the very top of his game. Yeah. A player, as you mentioned, was just a crucial, crucial part of Argentina winning the World Cup. A player that everywhere he's been, with the exception of Manchester United, everywhere he's been, he's been a key part of those teams. Um, Brings in the magic that Benfica's been lacking in recent years. As you guys know, listen to the podcast, I often complain about Benfica not having very uh, you know, uh, not having too many players, or, or I should say, very yeah. few of them, um, that possess the skill to take players one on one and create and score. And this guy has—he ticks all the boxes. I understand he's a little bit old, but as long as Benfica is able to manage his minutes, right? And when I say manage, uh, look—he doesn't need to play against the the the. The shop, or well, maybe shops had a pretty good, decent year last year, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. The, the middle of the world. Yeah, yeah the, those types of teams, as you'll be since the Pasta Ferreira, the teams that just got promoted, that will most likely struggle. He doesn't necessarily have to play those games. He might not even need to travel. Manage his minutes, play him in crucial games. Because Benfica, as we stand, and obviously there's still, what, six weeks left? In, in the transfer window. So a lot of things yeah. can still happen. But as we do this podcast here on Tuesday night, July 25th. Oh, no, there's only five weeks. July 25th, there's a week or so. Five weeks, guys. As we stand here, a lot of things can change. But, look, right now, the current roster has a ton of different options that you have the luxury of telling the Maria, bro, you don't even have to travel um, this weekend. You're good. Don't worry about it. We're going to give other, a couple other guys some minutes in order to get them to develop, in order to get guys happy, because you want to maintain a happy locker room. And by doing by giving them minutes is how you maintain a, a happy locker room. So, look, I, I think there's everything to gain from this. Yeah, uh, I understand some people are a little bit upset, but 
big clubs. Upset about what, dude? Bring in players, bring in players that are a little bit old. He's going to bring in that attitude, that professionalism. And hopefully, the younger guys can look up to him. As I mentioned before, this guy's won everything there is to win. Uh, I, I don't think he's won the Champions League, right? No, he won it with, with, with Real Madrid. What am I talking about, dude? I'm on crack. Sorry about that. Um, I'm stupid. They won like three in, in four years. Yeah. Or but but yeah, I'm stupid. But um, yeah, he's won everything there is to win. So um, the youngsters will look up to him. You know, Benfica has that train coming up from Seychelles. A lot of these guys have been watching the Maria play since they were babies. And so uh, I, I yeah. think, look, man, it's, it's a very positive signing. Let's hope that he stays healthy. Let's hope that he maintains his level throughout the year. Uh, because, again, this is one of those players. As you mentioned before, there's players that return to Benfica, but never the foreigners. And yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. And you guys in the chat, please correct me if I'm wrong as well. Um, um, what was I going to say? He, uh, what the hell was I thinking? I just read the comments and like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I know Real Madrid. I said that. And then, and then I forgot what the hell I was saying. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't recall Angel Di Maria over the last 10, 12 years since he's left Benfica mentioning, ever mentioning like, you know, dream return. I would love to play. He stayed quiet. He I, yeah. He's not one of those guys. Like you remember David Luiz and all these guys. Benfica is my love, my love, my love, my love. He kept it hush, hush. And now here he is. So credit to him and credit to yeah. his people. I'm pretty sure he had options in the MLS. He had options in Saudi Arabia. And he chose to stay in Europe. And look, hopefully he's got a, a big season ahead of him. Yeah, and look, I, I you know, I, I like the style, right? Because a lot of times those guys, they're they're kind of just throwing they're fishing. They're they they throw their line out there and hopefully there's uh a, a sentimental feeling from Benfica. Oh, let's bring this guy back for nostalgia. Uh, but certainly not all guys are are going to be worthy of this team or or be able to come in and and give the contribution that I believe that Di Maria can can give. And, and certainly, like you said, a guy that's won it all, a guy that has played in the biggest leagues in the world, in the biggest stage in the world, brings a lot of experience, right? Uh, oftentimes we go into big games and we lack guys with this type of mentality, the type of mentality that is like, I'm not, I'm not scared of playing against this team or playing in this stadium. That's the type of experience that, uh, Di Maria brings and whether he plays a lot of games or whether he plays just the games and, and plus some, I think he's a welcome addition to this team. And I, I don't think anybody should be upset that we signed, uh, Di Maria, uh, regardless You'd be surprised. Of You'd be surprised. Well, you know, and, and I think that uh, that Benfica fans tend to be a little bit uh, um, all over the place, opposite opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, there's no middle ground sometimes. And I think that, look, I think that he will prove time and time again uh, that he was a good signing for the season. Uh, and regardless of whether he's going to be up there in top in terms of the players that make the most money in the roster, uh, I still think that he's got a lot to add to this Benfica, and he's welcome. He adds to the depth. Now Roger Schmidt can look at the bench and say, oh, I got Di Maria on the bench. Let's go. Um, but yeah, welcome addition. I think everybody's excited about him. I think everybody's excited about seeing him play. Uh, and, and good for him. Uh, well, he, even if it goes wrong, it's one-year deal. It's yeah. not the end of the world. We're not signing guys to three, four-year deals. So look, I, I don't anticipate it will go wrong, but 
Benfica is doing the right thing, bringing these experienced yeah. players in. The excitement is going to be through the roof. The ticket sales, everything. I mean, not that Benfica was struggling selling tickets anyway, but nonetheless, you could still uh, negotiate new sponsorship deals and all that stuff. It's just, to me, I don't understand how people really want to kick this and, and, and knock it. But, uh, yeah, Alfredo, I'm, I'm excited. I'm yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought it was great. I thought the uh, the presentation uh, uh, of him uh, on the uh, little veranda at Stade Luge, I thought it was great. Uh, there's obviously a, a, a sentimental aspect to the to this whole thing. Uh, the fact that he said, I, I've never forgotten Befica fans, and Befica uh, is, the, is the club that, that gave me my entryway into the world of of professional football and uh, obviously not, not playing down Rosario. Uh, but certainly uh, Benfica was his first foray into European football. And then we saw the career that he, that he had. So I, I think, look, at the end of the day, I think it's, it's a good signing. And, and for those people that are, are still a little septic uh, about it, you know, then it is, it is what it is. I'm sure he will prove you wrong. The other guy Alfredo, that, let's let's ahead. give some let's give some of our Freddie some love, man. Because it's you read some first podcast of the season, and and these guys are turning up. But you know, just to keep it in this subject before I head on to everything else, Wizdro uh, says the Maria will probably end up top three best goal scorers this season. Brunte shit, I'm currently living in Argentina, and here everyone thought the Maria will be joining Inter Miami. Aha, he came back home instead. Yeah. Uh, Saucy says, R.S. Roger Schmidt is going to have a harder time managing egos and player rotations and actual on-the-field managing. Uh, Continue mentions that he went to Real Madrid. Yes, I know. Uh, I don't know what the hell I was thinking real quick, but it was just one of those mental lapses that I made up for it real quick. Yeah. Um, Saucy again says, everyone happy to see the Maria at Benfica except the Rosario Central fans. Uh, who else? Well, Nick Valadon says, it's been very exciting off-season for sure. Uh, Sheik Marcelino has a comment on Jurassic, but I'll talk about Jurassic Park in a second when you mention them. Uh, that's it. So yeah, so far, continue continue once again. Good evening, Ninja. It's Christian Mostracara. But yeah, man, it's our Freddies are back. It's the best part of the podcast. To be brutally <laughs> honest with you, Freddies are back. Freddies are back. Look, hit um, the like button. <laughs> all six of you, smash the like button. Um, yeah, the uh, next one was Jurassic. Uh, that we got uh, for the uh, left-back position. So we were thin after Grimaldo left, so we needed to get somebody. It wasn't our first choice, uh, but certainly um, a second or a third choice. Uh, and I'll, I'll talk a, lo- a bit a bit about him as we discuss the friendlies. Uh, going out, uh, uh, Verissim went on loan to Corinth- Corinthians. They just uh, arrived in Brazil today. Uh, Dantes went to Aze Alkmaar on loan. Uh, Enrique Araújo went to Famalicão on loan and we sold the fan favorite Gilberto Carlos to Cruzeiro uh, so I, I think uh, some, some, some cleaning up here uh, certainly we looked at the center back situation we're, and we're thinking we're definitely one heavy uh, we saw that Benfica had refused uh, offers from Fulham uh, for uh, Morato Good, uh, good. So, Let's keep it like that. So we knew uh, that somebody was going uh, was going out, and and as Saucy mentioned, there's going to be a lot of man management by Roger Schmidt. I think that's one of the biggest keys of the season is how he manages those those egos. But certainly, I think that if you're talking to the players, you're being communicative to the players, and you you're you're coming due on your promises to the players. I think that the players will 
will respect. And I think that as long as the season is going well uh, and guys are, are getting playing time, I don't think there'd be much of a problem there. But but certainly egos uh, is something that I, I anticipate um, of happening. So ins and outs. Uh, I think in, in terms of how we look at in, in terms of a roster, um, goalkeeper perhaps to compete with Flaco Dimus. Uh, Benfica was interested in an Athletic Paranaense goalkeeper, Bento, uh, but apparently we couldn't reach an agreement and uh, Athletic said that uh, it was no longer for sale. So we are turning our back and, and looking for somebody else. I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. I was reading my notes here. You have quick, notes? Now, Holy shit. No, no, I meant to say my email, sorry. Oh, yeah, but now I, I, I emails, you know, I don't got notes. But now I see, I guess, what would you say? Gilberto Carlos went to Cruzeiro? Because I see Bahia, Bahia, oh, not Bahia. Cruzeiro. Sorry, he, was, he went to Bahia. What do I know? I'm not I'm not a Brazilian expert. It's Bahia, a blue Cruzeiro. Team, many other teams. It's a, like, yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. He, he did go to Bahia. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, these guys, yo, yo, I'm the Freddies, bro. The Freddies make you pay attention. They they keep you on your toes. He, he, that's I right. wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I was reading my, I swear to God, I was deleting emails, and then I look up and I see Bahia, Bahia, not Cruzeiro. I'm like, I, I, is he talking about Gilberto Carlos? Because I know he went to Bahia. Yeah, so you went to that. That's my fault. I I mixed those up. All right, hey, it's preseason, baby. Yeah, you did the you did the Champions League for the Maria, and I did the Bahia. Let's see how. No, many, no, but I corrected years. it like a second. And plus. <laughs> Plus, we, we do this shit in the regular season, so might as well just start doing it right away. You know, be consistent. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, let's uh, let the, keep the Freddies accustomed to what our style is. Uh, but certainly in looking at, at this at this roster, right, um, one can make an argument that we need a goalkeeper to, uh, to, For to sure. fight with the— uh, to, to, With Flacodimus, I think uh, what we saw today from, uh, from uh, Samu— wasn't very encouraging. And I think that by getting a goalkeeper that can compete with Flaco Dimus, you're only going to get Flaco Dimus better. Whether or not he loses a spot, but if they're competing, I think both both players have a lot to gain from that. In terms of uh, right-back position, now that Gilberto has left, that is a little bit thin. We saw João Vitor play some games at right-back. Today we saw João Neves play right-back. Uh, you know, so I think that Benfica is still um, looking for a right back. Uh, last I heard, we were looking at somebody in Brazil. Wel Weldon? Welton? The, the young, what? The, what are you talking about? The right back from Flamengo? Yeah. Yeah. One, yeah uh, 19 year old. 19 I don't know if he's uh, from Flamengo. was uh, Wel Welton, I think. What? The right back. The young yeah. right. 19 years old. He's made 36 appearances for Flamengo, I believe, yeah. in the first squad. Look, I, I yeah. think that we're we're well suited with uh, with Bob, but certainly uh, you know Bob could go down like he went last season, and uh, we need to have a, a proper replacement. Also, having competitions in in these positions is only going to make guys better, whether they get the starting job or not. Guys will continue to fight to to uh, win that position, and I think that competition is going to breathe a very very good level uh, in terms of what each player will will show themselves uh anywhere else i i think that uh, i i don't think i've ever been this happy in terms of depth um on a on a bifica roster this early in the season uh obviously there's talks about gonzalo Ramos leaving uh my only hope is that he doesn't leave on the last day of the market and bifica is caught with their pants down much like they were with enzo 
Uh, there was conversations about Benfica going after the Mexican uh, kid forward. Jimenez. Jimenez. Uh, but that's kind of cooled down also. So I wonder if Benfica has a few guys uh, just on on a waiting list uh, to see if this Gonzalo Ramos thing uh, progresses. But certainly, uh, I was at your house yesterday, Chris, and, and we were talking, and one of the things that I mentioned in looking at this roster up and down, and aside from the positions that we're a little thin on, I think that if Benfica has a matador, a guy that, all he does is he's got a nose for the goal, can score goal, can finish on a consistent basis. Benfica is at another level. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of Ramsh, obviously, but I just I think that sometimes he lacks consistency. I think some of his inexperience sometimes gets the the best of him, uh, and he he misses some sitters, man. And uh, looking at who's behind him, Peter Muzer, okay. Uh, I don't think he's going to get the starting spot from Gonzalo Ramos. Thanks, Ted. I think that when I look at all the players that have played this preseason, Thanks, Ted just really looks like he doesn't fit, really. Yep. So uh, I don't know what Pifique is planning on doing with the uh, with the forward line, but but certainly I think that Gonzalo Ramos is going to go. Also, if you look at, at what has gone on during the seasons, very, very, very rarely – does Benfica not sell a player? We need to sell the player. That is our livelihood. Is we got to profit from. Calma, man. Calma. Calma. Yeah, calma, please, bro. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I said it towards the end of last season, man. Benfica, in terms of finances, I mentioned to you, bro. You sold, you sold Denzel for a hundred twenty. You got ninety. You sold Doran for like a hundred. Right, that's two hundred mil. Then in back to back years, you made seventy four million in Champions League. That's one forty plus. That's three hundred. I mean, if there's every year that Benfica doesn't need to sell a player, this might be it. Now, I mean, Suarez, Oliveira, and all these clowns might want to keep telling you they need to sell them because they want you to believe this. They want to be able to sell and get their commissions, and they want the the the, the fans to believe that Benfica is dependent on it. But my gosh, if you need to sell players after making three hundred and forty million, I mean, what the hell's going on? I mean, there's something really wrong. Well, I really think that that's just that's just smoke in the air. I do think that there is a possibility that Gonzalo leaves, but that's only because it, it's it's it, it's today's nature. You know, players want to go for bigger contracts, want to go to better leagues, and then when you have the likes of George Mendes involved with your club negotiating players in and out, it, that's obviously always going to be a topic until the transfer window closes. Um, you mentioned that there were. You know, you don't recall having this much this much depth on the squad, and I, I I see a hole at goalkeeper. I don't have a backup right back. I don't know what's going on with Jurassic Park. And and before I I touch I touch on, I want to go back and read Chik Marcelino's comment, which was Jurassic has all the technique of a pinu. That's a cone, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And the defense's position is also terrible. A lot of work to do there to justify the yeah. investment. Yeah. And so talking about investments, justifying the investments, talking about different players. You mentioned Tankstat. That's $7 million. Jurassic, 14 That's $21 million down the drain. I don't understand what Benfica was doing. And I'm, again, it's early. I have to be fair. It's yeah. very early. But based on what I've seen so far, and this is for those of you that listen to the podcast on a regular basis. You're going to understand it. Those of you that don't, you're going to think I'm crazy. But 
based on what I've seen so far out of Jurassic, I'm going to miss Grimald. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, um, I'm going to totally miss Grimald. I, I think that I, I, I kind, I look at him, and everybody points out that he's a great going forward. He's a guy that does pshinas all day long, back and forth, back and forth. But his defensive game leaves a lot to desire. Uh, I look at him, and, and maybe I'm looking at him in the same light of Ba last year, where he took him a little bit to kind of get back into get into that groove and really be the one guy that we said, yeah, this guy is, is a starting right back. Forget forget Gilberto and anyone else that's that's competing. This guy, so so maybe Jurassic with um, with some work. He needs a lot of work on the defensive end of of the ball. Maybe he'll get there. But certainly, when you pay that much for a player, uh, the expectations are going to be high. But then again, if you're Benfica and you're selling uh, players for 100 mil plus, when you're buying, now teams want you to pay too. You're not going to get bargains. That's well, if that's simple. the case, then you need your scouting department really needs to be on their game. I mean, you can't justify bringing in a tank stat who so far has looked out of position. You're bringing in a guy like Jurassic who does not look like, you know, the type of player that fits into what Benfica wants to do. Again, being early, I understand. But that's 21 mil just in those two players. Um, and, and I'm just hoping that Jurassic becomes a real deal. I don't see Tankstad getting a lot of playing time. I, I honestly believe that Benfica needs another striker to compete with Gonzalo Ramos because I don't trust Moose so much. No. Um, I, I was actually on the phone with somebody today, and I mentioned if, if these rumors are true, that teams are interested in buying Gonzalo Ramos for 80 mil, I, I, I suggested throw in Musa and Tankstat, and you get the three <laughs> of them. And then you go spend that money and get two quality, quality strikers um, that could absolutely make the difference. I don't think it's enough. I love... I love Gonzalo Ramos' work ethic. I love his commitment. Uh, he's a guy that's that's kind of, you know, gained on me. As you know, um, I wasn't exactly his biggest fan at the beginning. But I, I, I've started to appreciate some of his qualities. It is very concerning, though. You know, last season, if you guys recall, what the last two months, he went through a hard, hard struggle yeah. where he wasn't scoring goals. And you saw Benfica's performance you know, dropped because when you're leading goal scoring, your striker, the guy that you go to to score goals is not scoring, and then everyone starts pressing. Then all of a sudden, Rafa went, I don't know, nine months or what seems like or whatever the hell it was, six or seven months without scoring a goal. He went a whole ronda without scoring a goal in the Primera Division, in the first Portuguese first division. João Mario stopped scoring. All of a sudden, the pressure yeah. started to, you know, to weigh on guys, and Benfica can't have that. Yeah. You know, Benfica needs to have a, a a reliable backup to Gonzalo Ramos if, and we hope he doesn't, ladies and gentlemen, but if he goes into these funks. And at the same time, as we know, injuries happen and, and whatnot. And so I, I believe Benfica is the type of club that doesn't spend like the Chelsea's of the world, but I believe Benfica should be uh, one of the clubs that has two players per position, like, 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 uh, Jose Mourinho used to say, if you yeah. want to compete on all fronts, you got to have two players per position, two guys that you could 
swap interchange at any time and you're not really missing missing a step and i do think that if benfica is to sit at gonzalo ramos or gonzalo ramos to pick up a, a growing pull or a thigh, whatever it is any type of injury the level of his replacement is nowhere near and we're talking about a player that he himself is very inconsistent he'll he'll score the impossible and miss the the the, the easy stuff so i i do think that there is not as much that on key positions but yeah, we have a tremendous amount of quality. I think Coxu's magnificent. Yeah. I think um I, I think Di Maria, I mean, obviously we spoke about him before. I do think we have sexier pieces on the board. Now it's all up to Roger Schmidt to decide it, it, are we better with Florentino and Coxu in the middle and Arsenal's on the left, which I don't like, or should we play Arsenal's in the middle with Coxu and just make Arsenal's the destroyer? We don't need him to go yeah. forward. We don't need him to score goals because we have plenty of firepower. Uh, on the opposite end, I think they should concentrate on getting themselves to right back. Uh, Benfica needs a goalkeeper, as I've told you guys last year when we did the buy, sell, loan, keep, whatever it's called. I said to loan Samu, I don't think he's ready to play at this level. Yeah. Uh, Benfica should absolutely bring in a goalkeeper to challenge Vlaco Dimos at this point. And I mean, if, if it was up to me, it'd be a guy to take over for Vlaco Dimos. Um, still, the left back, I like, you know, Ristich. He's got a nice touch. Again, inconsistent. Haven't watched them play. Can't really tell you one way or another that that's the guy I want to see. I know what I've seen so far from Jurassic is not impressive. Um, so there's still some holes. Now, the good thing is, as I mentioned before, there are five weeks left in the transfer window. So let's see if this guy's, you know, if these guys that are making the decisions earn their keep. Yeah. I, I, look, I we'll get into a, a little bit uh, about. The- the right back situation, but let, let me just uh, let me just get into the next topic, which is uh, the friendlies. And I'm not going to bore you by by talking about the friendlies. I don't even know how many of those friendlies Cristiano actually watched. But we had played games against Southampton. That was at St George's Park. Uh, we then we traveled to Switzerland to play Basel in uh, a display of uh, of Benfica fandom um, with twenty thousand Benficistas. Uh, flooding, uh, what is it, St. Jacob's Park, uh, which is where Basil... St. James Park, St. James, James Park. where uh, Basil, Basil plays. Then we played uh, Al, Al, Al Nassar uh, at, for the Algarve Cup and Celta also for the Algarve Cup trophy that we ended up uh, bringing home. And today we uh, played uh, Burnley. Uh, look, um, some quick thoughts in terms of, of what I've seen. Uh, I'm not going to judge any players because it's early in the season. You got double and triple sessions. Uh, you got very little rest between games. Uh, the players' legs are, are heavy. Uh, I think on some of these games, maybe you actually uh, trained in the morning and then played in the afternoon or early evening. So there's not much there, but the, 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 the principles from last year, uh, high press, dynamic p- passing, the, the triangles, the offensive transitions, I think that it's, it's still there, just needs to be sharpened uh, as the preseason goes on and as we enter the last stages of the preseason. But certainly it was encouraging to see that style remains there. And then when you add guys like Di Maria and, and, and Rafa, which are guys that are very uh, nifty and can, and can combine well and can find that little dink, that little pass, to free up guys and, and get creative along with Nerj, 
there was some some really interesting and encouraging things throughout the preseason, especially when that team that we feel is going to resemble what our starting eleven is going to be uh, in this beginning of the season, especially when those guys were on the field. Uh, there was a lot of encouraging things. Now, when there's a whole substitution of a whole team of a whole team for the second half or first half, or whatever it is, there's obviously a drop, but still. Uh, I think that the mix of players that Roger Schmidt has used throughout this preseason, throughout the, the different halves of the games, have been interesting. I've, ke- I've kept the team balanced. I remember one game uh, where there was Neres Di Maria and Rafa that played up front in the second half. There was João Mario and Auschnitz that played uh, in the second half. And, and we saw a Benfica that was very vertical, very attack-minded, who a Benfica that more possession, more controlling the possession, and more calculated uh, attacking transitions uh, from Benfica when Auschwitz and João Mario were on the pitch. Because, you know, those are their traits. You know, they're not guys that are going to take players on. They're guys that are going to be a little bit cerebral in the way that they touch the ball around the pitch and the way they they, they move with the team. Uh, but certainly, I think as, as you look at this and, and the options that... <laughs> Uh, Roger Schmidt has available to him. Certainly, could, that could be a plan B within this team. And and a plan B was something that I always said last year that Roger Schmidt didn't have. There was times that he struggled and he didn't have a plan B to combat what the team was being faced with. So hopefully having choices on the bench and the type of players that we have on the bench will give um, a plan B for Roger Schmidt and will will keep us or keep our opponents guessing in terms of what we're going to um, do or, or the looks we're gonna that we're gonna show. Um, not much else in terms of of, uh, of the friendlies. The results are what they are. Uh, today against the Burnley was our, our first uh, loss of of the se- of the preseason. But uh, I mean that's not something you really count. Uh, but but certainly there was a lot of encouraging things. Uh, the Samu. Blunder, you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, we, you already heard us here talk about Samu and, and the need for Mifika to go out. I mean, if you're a young player and you're given a chance and you make a blunder like that, man, that is, that is a, a, a death wish. I think yeah, he might have just uh, signed his, uh, his future uh, for the season, Samu, especially if Mifika bring in another player. Um we got Fine North on the thirtieth. That's uh, five days as we five days from now as we record this. And uh, yesterday they finally officially announced the Super Cup date, uh, which is going to take. It was place. today. Was it today? Was it today? <laughs> was today or no. yeah, last night? No, I think it was today. It was today. I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, today. it was this morning. They finally announced it was the ninth. Yeah, I think today they did. Yeah, the ninth of all. I don't know. I've been wrong all day. I'm just sitting here enjoying the comments. <laughs> Good thing Mike, I guess it's, it's got to be Mike. Mike's like, no, it's not St. Jacob's. St. James is Nuka. He's right. St. George's Park. But Saint in my James head, I thought it's right. St. Jacob's. No, St. George's. But I was thinking of St. James. No, he the said St. The hospital no, in no, Newark, no. right around the corner from where I grew up. The, so it's the, just St. James. Yeah, it's no, late, the Basel guys. Stadium is St. Jacob's, I think. Oh, Basel's. That I don't know. Basel is St. Jacob's. He's trying to say I know that they started preseason St. George's Park in the UK, yeah. and I said St. James. 
That they uh, did. Because because of the hospital in Newark, uh, where my sister was born, actually. Yeah. So it's right around the corner from my from where I grew up. So yeah, dude, dude, it's it's late. It's preseason, guys. We started late. You know, it's first day. It's what is it? July fourth, the preseason. And I'm saying the trying to burn off the last uh, hamburgers. So give us a break. <laughs> Mike's saying that you're drinking. No, now you're saying St. Jacobs. I don't know. I don't know what you're yeah, referring Saint, to. Saint I was Jacobs I was reading comments. Basil's, Basil's uh, Stadium. Oh, Basel's I said yes. Stadium. That I don't know. I'm not sure. Right. I, I thought you. I thought you were talking about where they started the preseason no, in, they started in, in the UK. At, at, uh, St. George's, St. George's Park. They went yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said St. George's. Yeah. Um, yeah, but look, uh, a lot of encouraging things. It's good to see uh, those combinations and Mifiga being uh, very creative like that. Everybody likes champagne football. Uh, How the hell do you even know where Basel plays? God hey, bless you. Hey, because I watched the game. I didn't watch that game. <laughs> um, anyway, let's uh, let's turn our attention now to uh, the preseason storylines, and, and I'll I'll throw I'll, I'll throw some stuffs out there, and, and we could we could discuss it, Chris. And I know that you probably haven't watched a lot of preseason games, but the right back situation is is obviously um, a storyline for me in this preseason. And there's a lot of people out there, and and myself uh, included in that group. That think that Reese teaches is, is having a much better preseason and is showing himself much better than Jurasek. Uh, somebody had said, I, I don't know if it was uh, somebody had said in the comments, and I apologize for for not remembering that Jurasek is just getting into form, and once he's into form, he's ready to take off. Hey, I don't know so much about that. I think that he has a lot of defensive problems. He has defensive issues. He was where he was playing. Uh, is not a, a league that's that's very well known for the competition. He's, he came from what Slavia Prague, Chris. Same, was same team, yeah. I think it was the same, same team, team as, Bach. as uh, Bach. yeah. Think about that. They oh, got not what the right back situation, yeah. 14, yeah, 20 mil foremost. That's the, the left back situation. Sorry, uh, yeah. but the, the, the right back situation. Is concerning the fact that we don't have a worthy substitute, but, but maybe Chris, uh, the scouting department is listening to you. They don't want to spend a lot of money on a guy that's just going to be uh, eh, just okay. Maybe they want a guy to yeah, uh, un until until he puts pulls up blame, and then and then you got to rely on uh, Joao Neves once again to play right back. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll... Joao Neves play right back today. Played right back. Second half. And I think you're a, little, is, you're a little bit angry. Why doesn't Shikinya play right back and Joan Evans? I don't know. Why, why the hell? Why the hell you 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 moving Joan Evans out of position to adapt to anyone else? You create yo. It's Joan Evans, then everybody else. That's the way I look at it. In the midfield. No, I'm talking about in terms of those backups and everything. Yeah, if I have to make a decision, if I'm making, if I'm taking off my two starters in Arsenal and Koksu, next guy in line's got to be Joan Evans. It ain't sure as hell it's not Shikinya. Yeah, João Vitor, uh, as uh, Bruno Teixeira is saying, João Vitor played at right back. Yeah, he did. Uh, and he played uh, right back at, at, at Nantes uh, this past season in Ligue 1. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, you know I, I try. S'il vous plaît. Oui, oui. But, uh, I, look, it's he's a guy that, despite playing that position, lacks a lot. He makes up for it with the speed. He's He's our fastest center back by far from what I've seen so far. He's made mistakes and his speed has allowed him to correct those mistakes. Uh, and certainly now with Verissim out, 
uh, I think he, he's feeling a little better about staying in a in a plantel. Uh, and I think that the, the Verissimo going to Corinthians, some of that money was exchanged. That Benfica still owed money from João Vitor. So some of that money was exchanged. But but certainly, uh, it could be a, a viable option for right back and, and, and last resort. But I would love to have a guy that's going to compete with Ba. Uh, Cristiano, the goalie situation. I think we both agree that Benfica needs to go get a goalie that can compete. Well, this is, uh, I've been saying that for what four years now. It that, feels that like that could compete with with Vlako Dimos. But let me but let me ask you this: Vlako Dimos is not going to react well to being benched. So, but dude, I, I honestly I had this conversation with somebody the other day about about the goalkeeper situation. I honestly I honestly do. If Benfica does go ahead and gets themselves a goalkeeper. A, a a a starting caliber goalkeeper, a guy that has all the attributes that Benfica looks for in a goalkeeper, a guy that's ready to come in and play today. I believe there's still enough time to send Blackadimos packing. There's still enough time to sell him um, elsewhere. So, you know, I'm not really too concerned about players' attitudes if I don't know if I no longer count on you. It is what it is, man. Look, yeah. you, you you're at a big club. You're always going to be on your tippy toes Challenge. because there always there should always be another guy around the corner ready to take your spot. And this is the one place, the one position on this roster, at least for the last three years, if not more, um, where it's just been one guy. There's really nobody in the wings, no one that could potentially even scare you, pose a threat. To taking the number one spot from you, yeah. So it, you can't have that at a big club. Got to yeah. have guys that are in that 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 are ready to step in at any moment and perform to the highest level. The thing is that we really haven't heard in, in terms of media of goalies that Benfica may be looking at. Uh, we've heard about right backs, we've heard about center forwards, but we really haven't heard about goalies. Uh, maybe after today, uh, and after what Samu did in this in this game, maybe it's something that Benfica needs to elevate in terms of the priority list. We'll just yeah, but Alfredo, you know how I felt. You know how I feel and how I felt. I mean, I've said it last year. I think Samu should get loaned. I think Benfica should bring in a starter and should bring in a number two goalkeeper, a guy. I don't care if he's 36. A guy that's just here to be a backup and be a mentor. To the other guys, I believe that Benfica should do that because Samu's not ready to play. Kokubu, forget about it. The kid Andres Santos, Andre I think Gomes. Andres Santos, Andres Gomes, whatever. He's injured, yeah, right? And he's he's still he's still, he's he's still like way years. too raw and too yeah. young. Exactly. So, uh, from what I was told, from what I was told, was that they they think Benfica doesn't want to go ahead and invest, or it's not even about the investing, but acquire a goalkeeper who is a solid goalkeeper, good enough to start, but a guy that Benfica has to commit the next three, four, five years to because they really believe in the kid, Andre Gomes. Yeah. That's the kid that they want. So they're kind of just biding their time and, and, and having Blanco hold the spot for uh, until this kid's ready to take over. But that's still still a while away. Still a while away. And, and Benfica needs to win today. So I, I do believe they, they should bring in two goalkeepers, to be brutally honest with you. Lone. Samu, um, 
self lock on, bring in two goalkeepers. That's just that's always been my thought. I mean, go back to to our last podcast of last season. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, the other thing that I want to talk about is the the center midfield situation. I mean, we know that Kokshu is is a starter, uh, but who plays with Kokshu? Is it Auschnitz? Is it Tinu? Is it Jornevsh? Mario? Uh, that is the biggest question in terms of Benfica's midfield. Who's going to pair up with Kokshu? Uh, and certainly the players that we have offer different things. Uh, Tino could be that ultra-defensive guy, but in terms of distributing the ball, in terms of managing the rhythm, uh, in terms of helping out with the pace, he's not that guy. Obviously, we got Kokshu for that. Uh, Joan Evsh, we know what he what he could bring. He's a little ant, worker bee. That just uh, that just works good on the ball, sees the passes, uh, doesn't give up a fight or, or doesn't run away from a fight, I should say. Uh, Auschnitz was only de- deployed in the middle of the park today out of all the games that we've seen him play. So the biggest question right now is for the Super Cup, and maybe the Feyenoord game will be an indication who will be the starting uh, midfield duo. Um, who's going to be the partner for Kokshu? You know, in your mind, you Roger Schmidt, who's Kokshu's partner? I would do everything I can to 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 play Arsenal back there. I need I need Arsenal on the field at all times because the dude just a, a footballing wizard. He's smart. He understands the game. He reads the game well. Um, plays simple. He's a guy that will will you know do all the dirty things need be um, to make. To, 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 to get his team to, to the next level. Um and I just don't I don't like to see him on playing outside on left. I understand that you're gonna tell me, well, you know, Roger Schmidt wasn't really implying uh, employing him as a winger because he's cutting in and then Grimaldo was going up to him. Well you no longer have Grimaldo. Um so you I got do Jurassic think Park, that, you could go up that way. Yeah, he but, could go up just I, listen, I could go up too. Don't mean I know what the hell I'm doing or I'm any good at it. I, um. Yeah. It, 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 that's not even compare. But yeah, I I think if I if it was up to me, I would initially um give the starting nod to Ausnes, uh, to play alongside Koksu and then go from there. I mean, because let's remember, in, in a lot of games, with the exception of the Bragas, the Portos, the Sportings of the world, you don't really need Tino. What do you need Tino? You don't need a defensive center midfielder. You're gonna be in possession in eighty plus eighty percent of the time. 80 you know, percent plus at a time. So you just need guys to rotate the ball and be able to create and, and open up space um, for their teammates and thread a ball if need be. And, and Tino's not that guy. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's not. But I think that the options that we have are, are well-rounded in terms of what we're trying to do. Like you said, a lot of 90% of the teams that we play in the Tugão, uh, we don't need a, a holding midfielder. We don't need a destroyer. So maybe that's where the plan uh, is going. And, and certainly I, I agree with you in terms of Auschwitz. He's, he's too smart, cerebral of a player to be on the bench. Uh, and I think that is one of the reasons why Roger Schmidt deploys him on the left is because he do, doesn't want to be deprived of a player like Auschwitz. But, uh, you know, it, it, it begs the question, uh, who are we going to – are we going to sit Nersh or Auschwitz could play on the left? I mean, it, there's there's a lot of 
It's not just I don't need, look. I, I don't even think the question is net, Alfredo. I don't even think the question is net because we've seen that net is a guy that that Roger Schmidt has no problem sitting. I think it's more what are you going to do with Juan Mario, a guy that scored 17 goals last year, a guy that really uh, counts for Roger Schmidt, a guy that, as someone told me today, he balances out the team better than the Nets does. I, I think that's what it goes, it's going to come yeah. down to because if you're going to play Arsenal's on the left like he employed him last year, now you're not only benching Nets, you're benching Juan Mario as well. You know what I'm saying? So it just, I just, I just don't see it. So. Yeah, no, it's uh, you know, and and that 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 runs into our our next topic. Can Neres and Di Maria play on the same team? Start on the same, or do we need a guy like João Mario to balance out all that offensive mindness of that? Uh, Top five or top. Uh, Look, I, I'm reading. I'm reading some of the comments. Some people are saying to sell Tino. Some people are saying to keep Tino. I, I actually tend to agree with the people that say to keep Tino because we don't have another player on the roster with his defensive uh, capabilities. Yeah. So you need a player like that when you were playing a big Champions League matchup. When you're playing, yeah. as I mentioned before, Port Sporting Braga to, to 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 that extent. So you need this guy on the roster. I just think that in a campeonato. In the Portuguese league, where, as I mentioned before, eighty-five percent of the matches you're playing against against teams that all sit back, there's no need for Tino when you're gonna have three counterattacks to defend the whole game. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and so I think that's where Roger has to be smart. Um, and so I'm not totally in favor of like some are saying to get rid of him at this point. You don't have a single defensive midfielder. I mean, we don't have another, I should say. I'm sorry. You do not have another defensive midfielder on this whole squad. So you can't get rid of your one and only. Can can Neres and, and Di Maria play on the same 11? Again, bro, when them teams are sitting back, Alfredo, where they're not even making any sort of attempt to come forward, I mean, don't you want those guys on the field? Don't you oh, yeah. want those guys to create and penetrate? Don't, don't don't you want those guys to get the ball and create a little bit of magic, be able to beat somebody one-on-one and thread a ball to, yeah. you know, into the box? I mean, that's what you need. I mean, do you really trust Tino or Arsenis or even João Mario, for that matter, with 10 minutes to go in a crucial game that you need to win on the road where the team is packing the box in Vizela? What do you want on the field, Neres? With the ball at his feet, Di Maria with the ball at his feet, João Mario, Tino Arsons. That's the question. Yeah. You know I mean, to me, it's simple. It's a simple, simple answer. And, like, and, that, and that, that refers, that, that ties back to what I was referring to, which is you need Tino for some games, but for the other games, you don't really need him because you're yeah. really not going to be defending much. So I agree. I agree. I don't, you won't find a disagreement here. Uh, I just, and look, like Saucy says, these are. These are good problems to have, right? If we're discussing how Roger Schmidt's going to manage to fit all of these guys in, in an 11 with uh, with so much that each one of them can bring to the team at different stages of the game or or depending on what the, the game needs, I think that uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Here's the solution by my, my boy Sneaker Shouts. He says, mate, they ain't in the middle. <laughs> Mate, yeah, why not? Mate, 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 that's still why not? Come on, mate, that can't play at this time. No, I was Come joking, on, man. 
We have so okay. I thought you said. And then S O B E E E S says, "Don't forget, we also have gets." Nothing official on gets, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I know Wizdro before said that we should get get. I mean, guys, at this point, we just mentioned if if Arch is playing on the left, Ned Andrew Omari are going to the bench, but you don't need another winger. Benfica should, um, whatever money that they were intending to use on a gets, invest it in a striker. Go get a striker. This type of salary, the guy's going to be one of the top five highest paid players on the team. Invest that type of salary on the guy that's going to get the ball in the back of the net. You don't need more options right at this point on the wings. And then don't forget, you still have Chaldru. You still have Thiago Veja, who most likely get, get loaned out. But you have plenty of There is absolutely zero need today for Gonzalo Gets. Last year when we got him, 100% agreed. It was We needed another option because... Shaldrup uh, was still we we still don't know what we have from Shaldrup now, but at the time Roger obviously was entrusting it much. Our other guys were, were really, you know, as I mentioned before, struggling for consistency. So Geds was the right guy. But today, come on guys, let's be real. You don't need him for, for anything. Yeah, you have plenty of options. Go get a striker. Get a guy that can put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, get an upgrade on Peter. Bu get a guy that's really going to give Gonzalo Rums a run for his money. Right. Um, Chris, I know that you haven't watched a lot of preseason, but the one guy that has impressed me is Sheldrup. He's really loosening up, really gaining confidence, and we're seeing things from Sheldrup in, this early in preseason that we did not see in, in its totality last year, both at the times that he came in for the A team, but also on the B team. Sheldrup has really loosened up, and, and to me is one of the guys that has stood out this preseason in terms of the ability and, and growing and progressing into what we had seen from Sheldroop last season. Uh, so we encouraged by that. But but like you said, Cristiano, nothing I'll is tell you uh, real quick. I, I Some of you might be upset, but I have not watched this a single minute of – no, I did. I watched today. I watched a single minute today. But that's about it. I've not watched second halves of any of these preseason. First halves I've watched. Second halves not watched any. Yeah. So I, um, I heard. Uh, you know, you're 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 one of many people that have told me Shaldrup's look better. But I honestly, I'd be lying to you if I told you yes, no. I I honestly don't know. I've not watched second half. So yeah. No. Uh, he's really been a, a guy that is uh, taking the opportunity. He's making the, the best out of it. Uh, somebody was saying here. Uh, oh, what I meant to say is that it has not been confirmed that Benfica is extending Gonzalo Guedes' no, loan. No. Uh, so well, even though he's he's getting treatment in Portugal, uh, he has not been confirmed that he's going to stay with Benfica for the rest of the season. Uh, and there's and no I'm, need for him, bro. And I'm with you, Cristiano. There's no if you got Sheldrop emerging, why do we need Gonzalo Guedes? Why do we need why do we need another guy that's injury prone? Uh, that has been inconsistent these past few years of his of his career. His whole career, his whole career. Um, and uh, that's the one knock. Yeah, and then and then the money that we're we're paying because I'm sure we're, we're shouldering some of his salary, but that that's neither here nor there. I think it's just a matter of you know really putting your chips with this with this kid that you don't know what kind of consistency he's going to be able to give you and what kind of contribution he's been able to give you. I think that last year, because we were lacking in that department, I I, I think he was welcome. But with Di Maria arriving, with Sheldrup emerging, uh, with, with Nair's also wanting to play, where is Geds going to fit? 
Bro, Skest to Shaldrup for now. Shaldrup will be a player that will get some burn here and there. But that's more for the second half of the season in, in, in Tasa the Liga games. I mean, as we mentioned before, you still have João Mario and that is who are key uh, figures on this squad that are going to have a hard time getting on the field. So, look, I think Shaldrup will stay. I, I see Sneaker Shouts mentioned. He asked a question before. What do you guys think about Thiago Vea not getting any preseason time? How do you guys think we handle it? I think he needs to go out on loan. Yeah. There's just not enough minutes to go around for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um and sometimes you have to make these difficult decisions. And if you got to send kids out on loan for them to develop and hopefully get to the next level and come back home, that's that's fine as well. I mean, it's it's part of the growing process. Yeah, Govea and uh, also Martin Net were guys that uh, we knew were gonna do preseason with Benfica, but neither one of those guys has seen any, any time. But look, with a, with a roster that's this stacked, especially at those positions gonna be hard it's gonna be hard for these guys to to get minutes so if you have to go you have you have to go out you have to go out uh i think that benfica may have three or four uh spots left in terms of how many players they could they could loan i don't know if that's somebody said last year that that had changed but from what it I changed i think it's only three in the first division right and right now so far you have you have the yeah. kid to famalicão yeah, yeah. that went to famalicão uh, Paul, uh -huh. Paul Bernard is most likely going to be... Yeah, Paul Bernard, Martin Neto, Govea, those three are going to go out. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it, it'll be out in the Portuguese league, Alfredo. They go out elsewhere. You know what I mean? It's just you can loan yeah. three in the Portuguese league. The Portuguese you, can loan, you can loan eight, uh, whatever. It, I think it's eight in total to outside or whatever in, in total. But in terms of the Portuguese, I think it's only three. So um, we won't have to worry about the first official game of the season, uh, the Super Cup, uh, about Nerj not starting because he has been suspended for the game after. No, I think I think right now he can play off. Right, if I think he appealed it. I don't. Did I that, has appeal, that come I think, out? I think. Yeah, I think he can play as the appeal process goes through. So I think you're getting you're getting you know you're getting ahead of yourself there. I don't think the final decision been made yet. Okay. Look, okay. Uh, Wizro makes is it Wizro? Think so. Somebody Wizzero. no. S O B E S says the big question is who replaces Rafa? You haven't even mentioned him. When we talk about players that play on the wing, players that can play a second strike, there's just too many options at the current at current uh, currently, I should say, at the moment at the club for all these youngsters to play. I mean, yeah, it's just look. You have to make some tough decisions, but it, it's all in the pro for the club, all in the best interest of the yeah, club. Yeah, and, and since you brought up Rafa, Rafa, who is uh, rumored to maybe take a big paycheck and, and go to uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, as remained at Benfica, Rui Costa has mentioned that uh, Rafa is going to play for Benfica this season. Uh, what are we going to see from Rafa on the last day, on the last year of his contract? Are we going to see a season like Grimaldo, who was playing the last year of contract for Rafa, where he's maybe playing for a contract or maybe playing for a suitor. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to see for Rafa, but certainly there was a lot of periods of inconsistency from Rafa, especially towards the later stages of the season when Befica needed the output from both him and Ramos and João Mario. Those three guys were key guys that were, were down in form, uh, and Roger Schmidt didn't really have solutions to replace them. So hopefully, with now us being a little deeper, there'll be more solutions. But certainly, I, I don't know. Uh, I Rafa is a, is a polarizing player. There's guys that, that absolutely love uh, the spontaneity and the jinga that Rafa brings to the game. But then 
you know, he gets in front of the goal. He can't hit the, he can't hit the side of the barn. Uh, you know, it's it's just it's just frustrating sometimes to watch Rafa play because we, we know that he's capable of so much. He's got the touch. He's got the speed. Uh, he's got the the dribble. Uh, but he just can't put it. The, when it comes to the last touch, he can't put it together. Uh, and that is the reason why he stayed in Portugal for for such a long time. Uh, but I'm I'm curious to see how Rafa is going to approach this this last year of his contract, and especially with with rumors uh, swirling around already this preseason that there was some interest in Saudi Arabia. So we'll we'll see what happens with um, with Rafa. Uh, another thing that I wanted to mention with you, Kianu uh, Otamendi has been has been hurt, hasn't played a, a minute yet. Has been doing treatments since joined Benfica camp. Uh, if he's healthy for the Super Cup, do you play him? Understanding that he's yet to play uh, even a friendly. It's going to be a tough call. But a guy with his experience, you got to get him on the field in a game like that because we know the antics will be <laughs> will be through the roof. The so, max. yeah, I mean, if he's, if he's able to play, uh, if he's able to practice uh, by next week and gets in a full week practice where there's no hiccups and you could tell that the guy is – 100% or as close to 100% he's going to be, um, you have to play him. But at the same time, I'm I'm very comfortable with Morato. I, I think the world of Morato, I think the kid's yeah. got a very bright future ahead of him. I know some people don't share the same opinion I do, but I think the dude's just a monster. Um, so I'm very comfortable going with a guy like that in a, you know, in, in, into a game against the our, our, our big arch rivals. But at the same time, if Otamendi's healthy, I think the captain... We'll be back there, um, stamping his authority on the field. Yeah, I think that uh, that Murato has had a a, a really good preseason, um, and I'm I'm a fan of his. I think that there's 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 a mental aspect that sometimes, and maybe it's because he's young, that there's some some mental lapses on his part. But in terms of strong dominating, they in all the, do. In the air. They all they all commit mental lapses. I yeah. mean, we've seen. You name the youngsters on the squad. They've all, they've all at one point or another commit gaps, but that's part of the learning process. Um, and it's just about the way you recover and the way you get back up and and you perform your next time out there. So yeah, but uh, like I said, strong. Uh, very rarely does he get muscled off the ball. Uh, on the other hand, the guy that is uh, the bouncing guy off the ball. Uh, he, he's been. Good. I think that he's reaching a level, a serious level that he make a case for being a starter. And the one thing that he has going for him is that he's a left-footed center back, and uh, Benfica doesn't have um, any, any left-foot left center backs besides him. Besides him, uh, so it, it'll be interesting. And Benfica has already turned down a few offers, like Stiano mentioned. Good, but let's keep him. Uh, and yeah. I think that at this point, in understanding Otamendi, Otamendi is long in the tooth. Also, how many games is Otamendi is gonna gonna be able to give you this season? And maybe you know it, it becomes another case that I will we're gonna we're gonna give you a day off today, the weekend. Yeah, he he'll be again. They have the luxury. They have the luxury with Moratu, Tony Silva. They have the luxury of giving them an off day, but. But Otamendi is a leader. He's a natural-born yeah. leader, a guy that's going to want to be on the field at all time. And to be brutally honest with you, Benfica needs that leadership. 
of his on the field. Yeah, and dude and, just and, he amplifies what we want to see in a captain at Benfica. And perhaps the the biggest reason uh, why Benfica renewed him uh, was for uh, his leadership. Uh, certainly, he had a good season. He was consistent. Uh, but I think that the leadership, and if you guys have watched the, the yeah, Amazon's the Prime Video series about the uh, Factory of Dreams, uh, not Factory, uh, no, uh, Benfica's uh, campaign, right, Cristiano? No, it was um, on Bit Play. Uh, you could tell that the leader in the locker room is Otamendi, um, along with a couple of the guys, but Otamendi is the one that's a lot more more vocal. He's in the huddles. Vocal, yeah. Um, but you know, and that was one of the factors why Benfica uh, brought him back is for yeah. We got leadership. we got a whole nineteen people watching. We only got eight likes. People. Very disappointing. Yeah, there's a lot. 19. There should be at it's least over. nineteen likes. If there's no, if, at least fifteen. If, at least fifteen. Because three were yours, right? Just some of them might be sleeping because I'm half seeing, but even mine counts. Look, now we got twenty. Twenty. Yeah. All right. Here we we go. got eight likes. Here we go. Yeah, look, uh, I think that it's going to be interesting, man. And I think that we're looking at this preseason. I'm, I'm excited for the season to, to get going. I hope that uh, we start the season on on the on the right foot, obviously against uh, against Porto. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, we're we're back. We're back yeah, man. Here with the this was supposed to be a you know an early preseason of at least the first day. You know, you give a half a day to the fellas. You're already going on two hours almost, man. Two hours. It's an hour, hour and nine minutes so far. It just says it's going to two hours. You're closer to two hours than, you know what I mean, than you were to none. <laughs> yeah, but look. We got 20 uh, likes now. We got 20 likes awesome. now. Fantastic. Awesome. I don't even know. Awesome. I don't see him, but that Somebody's way. logging into different computers and different phones and putting likes. That That's how uh, that's how it goes. Uh, but anyway, we're we're here. Uh, next Tuesday. Saucy says, hot take. Moratu may be our best center back on the right. Listen, man, I've had this argument with a ton, with, with, with a few people. You go included. And, it, and it's gotten heated. I, 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 I like Antonio Silva. I think Moratu just has that physical presence that I don't see anyone else on. The dude's just an absolute monster. He's a hard, now, hard monster. Now, effort, it, it takes more than that. To play at the highest levels, I totally Absolutely. understand, but I just don't like the double standard that he gets as opposed, you know, compared to other guys. I think we've seen other guys have bad performances, have bad games, have bad mistakes, and and it's just it's not even mentioned. Where with him, it's yes, he's had a couple of blunders where he, you know he misweighed the pass back to a goalkeeper. And yet, every time people talk about Moratu, the one thing that they keep going back to is, oh, he's got the mental lapse. He's got the men But the other guys get passes. I mean, it's just that's the one part I don't understand. Now, I do think it's going to be Antonio Silva and Otamendi. Moratu's going to have to buy his time. But I think by next year, I think Antonio Silva might be out the door. Uh, and then, you know, you start Morata. I think Morata will get a lot of playing time this year, though, yeah. to keep him happy. But I think I the too. dude's future is as bright as bright can be. I, you see the Fulhams of the world coming in for $25 million. That's based off of relatively limited playing time. These EPL teams are going to drool all over themselves. The guy's 6'3", or whatever. He's an absolute robot. He's just a monster. Yeah, he's a monster. Physically, he's got everything you need. Yeah. And so I, I think I think there's going Bifiga's gonna make 
a, a nice, you know, going to get a nice payday from this kid. Yeah. No, it's it's going to be good. And and look, you don't want to be in a situation where you have to go sign John Brooks in the last day of the, or in the last couple of days of the window because you went a couple guys down. Injuries will happen. Uh, it's great that the squad has depth. It's great that we're arguing here or discussing uh, who's going to start over who or who should get the start. These are all good problems because if we knew who's going to get started, that means that the the guys on the bench are not even competition for the guys that uh, are going to get the starts. And there's quite a few positions that uh, we have that competition and that can only benefit Benfica. Anyway, Cristiano, let's go. Let's get out of here. Is that the pronto dormir, bro? Yeah. Thank you all the Freddies for, for joining us, keeping us company. Next Tuesday, we'll be back uh, with another episode. We'll... Uh, We'll discuss uh, the game against Feyenoord. We will look ahead to the Super Cup, and we'll also have uh, the league fixtures that we will uh, that we'll get into and, and we'll talk about. Uh, and that's, that's it. That's all I got. Yep. Always good. Yep. Thank thanks to all the Freddies, man, for keeping us company. They're, they're honestly they're my favorite part of the podcast, besides talking to you, Alfredo yeah. and Dave. But Dave's I, not here. I know they are. Dave's yeah. doing more more important things. We'll be back next uh, next Tuesday. Take care, everyone. Stay well and uh, Forza Benfica. Take care.